Hi, this is Shez Kane, and you're listening to Michael's Record Collection. Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. This is episode number 80, and I'm speaking with Shez Kane. She's an artist from Wales. Shez and her two sisters are in a band called Caned with a few other musicians. But Shez is just about to release her second solo album. Her first one was self-titled. It came out last year, was very well received. And her new one is just as good, if not better. And it's called Power Zone, and it comes out this month. So I can't wait to bring that story your way. But before we do that, I'd like to invite you to follow this show on social media. It's at Mike's Records on Twitter, and it's at Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel. I'd also like to invite you to visit michaelsrecordcollection.com. There's links there to everything. There's a link to sign up for my free newsletter. It comes to your email box every week. There's also a link to my Patreon page, where for as little as $2 a month, you can support independent podcasting and independent writing, and as your support grows, so will your benefits. You can start out by just getting something like advanced knowledge of who's going to be interviewed, you can submit questions for musical guests, you can uh, get exclusive t-shirts, you can take part in listening parties in the Discord channel, you can even guest host if, uh, at a higher level. So. Lots going on there. Check out the different levels and see which one works for you. would love to have your support. And I would also like to invite you to drop me a line at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Let me know how I'm doing. And uh, just say hello. I want to know who's out there listening. All right. All the housekeeping is now out of the way. And let's bring you that interview with Shez Kane. Here we go. Welcome to Michael's Record Collection. I'm very excited to have with me Welsh recording artist Shez Kane. Shez, thank you for your time today. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> so you have a new album coming out October 21st on Frontiers Records or Frontiers Music called Power Zone. This is your second studio album. And your first one was your self-titled album just came out last year. Terrific album. And uh, you must be very, very excited to, to get this one out and uh, get it in people's hands. Oh, yes. Very, very excited. So obviously my debut album came out and then everything just happened so fast. And now here we are promoting the second album. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, record business is funny. You are you're now in that grind where it's uh, record and then tour and then record then tour, I guess. Yeah, well, I didn't get a chance to tour the first album because obviously the pandemic hit, so I was absolutely gutted. But um, with this this new album now, I'm heading out on tour a week after it drops, so I'm very excited, as you can imagine. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about Power Zone a little bit, but first I want to ask you what your first favorite record was. My first favorite record. Okay, so when it comes to rock music, my first favorite record was... Def Leppard's Greatest Hits, because I discovered Def Leppard when I was around 13 years old, and it kind of like opened up the whole world of rock to me, and I never looked back. <laughs> so I ended up going out and getting their Greatest Hits because it was out at that time, so they were playing Pour Some Sugar on Me on the radio quite a lot to promote the album, so that's how I discovered Def Leppard. <laughs> well, that's great. That's uh, It explains a lot, I think, about your 
style of music because that melodic hard rock is is the genre that you've kind of um, found yourself in now, and uh, you've get you're getting a lot of help from Crazy Licks is uh, Danny uh, Danny Rexon, and um, is that always been sort of the the type of music that you've kind of gravitated to is the the melodic hard rock type stuff. It's where it all began for me, really. So um, it always stems back to the 80s. Um, I was a huge fan of Def Leppard. My dad loved Rainbow. One of my sisters was into Pat Benatar. So I discovered Pat Benatar through her. Mm-hmm. And then my other sister was like mad for Bon Jovi. I was then crazy for Def Leppard. So it was kind of in my household. Through the years then, me and my sisters, because my sisters sing as well, and I've been in a band with my sisters for a while, um, we started making music and we were in a band together. It wasn't quite this style of music. It was a bit more of the modern rock style. Um, But when I got offered this opportunity from Danny Rexon to do this project, it literally, it just like took me right back to where it all began. And I knew it was for me. And it was something I just had to jump on because I was so passionate about it. Now, you mentioned your sisters. You see, sing in Caned with your sisters. And which sister are you? Are you middle, younger, older? I'm the baby. You're the baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your, your upbringing then. Are you from a musical family? Yeah. So my dad's a singer. Uh, then my sisters are obviously singers. I got jealous of them. I wanted to sing like them too. <laughs> Um, my grandparents were in bands back in the day. Uh, so yeah, very musical family. Okay. And did you like take lessons at an early age, like piano or guitar or anything? No, I didn't take any, um, well, I remember having one or two piano lessons, but it never stuck with me. I was always like full on for singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was about 13 years old, I remember sitting down with my granddad one day and he showed me a few chords on the guitar. So ever since around that age, I've picked up the guitar here and there. I'm no expert, but <laughs> I can play a bit of guitar. That's good. So tell, let's talk a little bit about Kane now. K-A-N-E apostrophe D. This is your your group with your sisters. Uh, how did you guys get started? What what made you guys think, hey, let's do this together? Because a lot of siblings don't get along. <laughs> oh, we get on so well. We're, they're my best friends. So that's that's a good thing. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've just always sung together. Uh, so my elder sister was the one who started singing first, um, even though I could, I was always singing the second I could talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was the one that started taking it seriously first. And then it kind of like went down the line and then we decided, oh, let's sing together. So then we started harmonizing with each other. Um, and then we would do some shows together as the three of us. And then when we got a bit older then, because we were into that style of music, a bit of rock, we kind of went in the direction of, why don't we put a band behind this? I think it would be a cool thing. So we did. And it just went from there, really. Yeah. And and how's that going for you guys? Are you working on another uh, another album? Are you are you still uh, like, a, an, is everybody kind of doing their own thing right now? What, what's the status? Yeah. So we're all kind of doing our own thing right now. The band is still very much together we we see each other every day obviously me and my sisters I'm on the phone to them every day telling them what's going on (laughs) but yeah we're hoping to get back together and do some stuff uh, later on down the line it just so happens that other things have come up at the moment so we're all kind of doing our own thing right here right now (laughs) now when you were in Kane is that how um, Danny Rexon became aware of you or, or how did that start how did that partnership begin 
No, he discovered me from doing um, YouTube covers. <laughs> so he was um, chatting with Frontiers and he wanted to start producing music. Um, and then he was looking for a singer for this project. And he came across one of my videos doing a cover of Edge of a Broken Heart by Vixen. And then he contacted me and then the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> So he's, yeah, this is uh, from Crazy Licks, you know, which is also a really good band. And um, Frontier is, is obviously the perfect record label that's, uh, you know, in this type of, of genre. And Danny doesn't just produce you, though. Danny does a lot more. Oh, yes. He's, uh, <laughs> he is a very talented man. <laughs> yes, he is. Now, tell me a little bit about the songwriting because i don't have the credits for the new album and what i was able to glean on discogs was that danny wrote the songs for the first album yes and it's continued in that way as well so he's written all the songs on the second album also uh he did ask me if i wanted to write some songs and i did give it a go but my style of writing is more like caned so it's a bit more modern rock and he just writes this style of music so perfectly. I didn't want to touch it. So I said to him, look, you keep doing your thing. I'll keep doing my thing. It's working. We'll just keep it that way. Yeah. So uh, so you you do like to write songs. You just, uh, for this particular project, you're, you're sort of deferring to Danny's sort of uh, expertise in this genre. Yeah. So I've, I've written quite a lot in the past. It's not something that I've always been like, it's not my go-to thing. I, I haven't always wanted to write music. We did end up writing music as Caned, and I did enjoy it because obviously when you write your own music and you listen to it back, it's, it's quite a nice feeling that you've made that. But it's also nice to change it up as well. So I'm, I'm absolutely enjoying singing what Danny's writing because it's just different. So it, it's, it's cool to change it up. Now, is he just knocking it out of the park or are there songs where you go, Danny, I don't know about this line right here. Maybe we need to work on this one. <laughs> He's just knocking it out the park. I don't know why. <laughs> I think there's only been, um, I think there was one or two songs that he sent that I demoed that we didn't go with. So, because um, he wants me to be just as happy as he is, because obviously they're songs I'm going to be performing for hopefully the rest of my life. And he wants me to be just as happy, but there were two songs that didn't make the album. Um, I think it was two. So yeah, we do, we just agree on everything. <laughs> But he just knocks it at the park. Yeah, that makes it easier when you agree on everything. Now, he also, in addition to producing and mixing the new album, he plays all the instruments? Yes, apart from saxophone, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have mm. Jesse Malloy on saxophone on Love Gone Wild. And I saw an interview with you recently where I guess some folks on YouTube had not liked the saxophone in, in the, the song here on um, on the new album. Oh, well... Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's you have saxophone on your debut album, I think, on the first track. Yeah, I'm better than love. And yeah, we we thought it'd be cool to put it in again. I love it because so I'm a massive <laughs> I'm a massive fan of the Lost Boys movie. So the second the sax comes on in that, I'm like, yes, it's awesome. So as you can imagine, when I heard it on my album, I just got goosebumps. I was like, yes. <laughs>
Now, how much like the Lost Boys saxophonist does Jesse look? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Not sure. Really, we're going to avoid that question. All right. That makes sense. So I would like you to describe for people that are not familiar with your music, what would you say your music sounds like? Like what is um, somebody that's never heard your, you know, your solo albums? uh, What do you tell them? So if you love the kind of 80s feel music that was real feel good back in the day uh, with your likes of Lita Ford, Vixen, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, all rolled into a little ball. I think that's what it is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a good description. That's not far off what I had. What I my initial notes, I like to go back to my first notes, just that first initial impression. And I like I what you say absolutely absolutely is correct. Uh, my initial note was that I said it sounded like kind of like somebody put Vixen and Survivor in a blender. Oh. I'll take that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> um, it, the, the catchy choruses remind me of the type of choruses that Jim Peterick from Survivor writes. So I think that it fits. And you have a voice that's it's similar to Janet Gardner of Vixen, but less nasally, if that makes sense. Oh, OK. Well, I think, though, I've just picked up influences from so many people over the years, and I think Danny has as well. So I feel like you can hear so many influences in both the way he works and my voice. So I, and it's just, it's just ended up being a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, it has been a good thing. So melodic rock with a little bit of an edge to it. You know, you mentioned that Danny wrote the songs to the new album. What was your approach to the second album? What did you sort of learn from the first one? uh, The two of you working together that you were able to apply to this uh, power zone album. I feel like the difference between the first and the second album is that uh, Danny and I know each other a bit better. Uh, we've become really good friends and he's got a better understanding of uh, of my voice. I've got a better understanding on how he writes because uh, at the beginning we didn't know each other when we started the project. He just contacted me and we were going to see if it worked and it, and it did work. We clicked straight away and everything just happened really naturally. So I feel like we're growing. Our working relationship is growing in the right direction. It's like the first album was our baby and I was growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Did everything for both albums get recorded remotely? Like you worked in your studio, he worked in his studio? Yes. So when we started doing the first album, uh, the pandemic hit. So we didn't actually know if we were going to be able to to get it done until that was all over because we the plan was that we were going to get together in the same room and do it together. Um, But 
fortunately I had the tools to be able to do it through the pandemic, which I'm really grateful for because I think I would have driven myself insane if I had nothing to do while I was locked down. <laughs> um, and then we were sending stuff back and forth to each other. So that's how the first album went down. And then when it came to the second album, we talked about it and we were like, do you know why it worked out so well the first time round? Why change it? So we just went on with the same, the same plan. And yeah. did it the same way. Apart from, I recorded the second album in a barn. That's the only difference. So you might hear some birds tweeting somewhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, so now, walk me through how this worked. Does he send you a demo of the music, and then you do the vocals, and then he makes adjustments to the the, the instrumentation? Is, is that kind of how it goes, or is there is there more to it than that? So usually he'd send me some tracks over with with his idea, and he'll have his vocal on there. And then I will do my take on it and then we'll just bounce ideas back and forth then. And yeah, it just works that way. (laughs) (laughs) You've got four songs that are already available on the streaming services that people can go and check out, including the the first song on the album, which is uh, I Just Want You. Obviously, you know, we already mentioned that this is uh, the sound very, very much reminds me of Vixen and then the sound of this song does as well. And one thing I learned from watching the video for this song is that you can do the splits. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got some dance training then in you? No, I haven't. No. <laughs> I was I was always able to do the splits and I was the kind of kid that liked to show off that I could do the splits as well. <laughs> so I was like, hey, look at me, I could do the splits. <laughs> yeah. Now obviously Frontiers really has a lot of belief in this project because they're they're spending money to make videos for this, and that's not cheap. And I, I one of the things I'm always curious about when it comes to making music videos is you just like bring your own clothes or do they come in does somebody come in and give you clothes to wear so when it comes to doing the the music videos uh frontiers just budget it they don't have any say on how we do the videos how the look is or anything so mm-hmm. everything to do with the music videos in the creative side is just me and danny <clears throat> so we bounce ideas off each other he asks me what i want to wear um i will say and then we bounce the ideas back and forth and then when we're both happy we smash out the music videos <laughs> And then things tend to change as well. So we'll be doing the music video and we'll have a plan and then things might change. <laughs> now, I, I've heard you say in other interviews that you are inspired a lot of, of what your 
what your style fashion wise for the, these videos has kind of been inspired by like Lita Ford and share from the eighties videos. Where does one go about finding uh, some of these clothing items that you found for these? Uh, these? <laughs> Is it difficult? <laughs> um, it, well, I don't know. You just kind of look for what you kind of imagine in and then hope that you can come across it. And sometimes you won't find it and then you adapt. So yeah. uh, just online sites, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One of the things that it does strike me about these videos is that they do remind me of that, you know, mid eighties uh, video style. And, and is, it, it seems like the, the fun element of it is there. And, and certainly the sort of the fashion and, and uh, I mean, you, you're in a video arcade for one of these. So there's, there are a lot of callbacks to that sort of era of music and is that done intentionally to tie the listener uh, who's watching the video for the first time to that uh, that time period? I well, I guess so, but I feel like it's just that the vision that Dania and I have it just goes to that. It's it's what we're trying to touch on. You know, the music is the first part of it, and then the videos they kind of come together. It just comes together that way. And then we're hoping that people will like it. But it always goes back to, you know, the the music videos back then. I always thought they were so cool. I'm very highly inspired by it. I've always looked up to this image. These girls absolutely rock. And the fact that they can wear what they're wearing and look so empowering. And it's just, I just feel like my style is going that way. And I think it's always going to go that way because it's what I've been highly inspired by since I was younger. So, and I never thought that I could do it. And it's really cool that I can. <laughs> okay. Which video was the most fun to make? Ooh, all of them have been awesome for different reasons, but I think the things we do when we were young in love, when we actually got to the arcade, as you can imagine, we were all like big kids. Uh, we wanted the <laughs> filming to be done ASAP mm-hmm. so that we could just like hit all the pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that sounds like fun. Yeah, um, I was on the ACDC pinball machine and the Kiss pinball machine, and I did not want to leave. <laughs> what uh, what kind of music is Danny into? He's a big Kiss fan. Uh, he's a big Iron Maiden fan. And he's obviously inspired by all the kinds of music that he's putting into mine. And you can hear what he's inspired by, I, I think, anyway. Yeah. I will say that I think that Streets of Gold was a song that for me, I could imagine that coming right off of a Bon Jovi album in 
Yeah. I, I believe he likes Bon Jovi as well. Like, obviously, you'd have to ask him the question, but I know yes. that he's mentioned bands like this. So, but I know he loves Kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a lot of. I grew up in the Midwestern United States, which is uh, in the in the mid seventies to late seventies. So that puts me squarely in the Kiss camp as well, because that was uh, that was very big in 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 that part of the country, and um, I think it, it was almost mandatory to have. Uh, Kiss Destroyer in your in your collection at that time. So and, and certainly the first Alive album. But yeah, I, I just wondered if you had had you know when when Danny and you got together for this project, Danny reaches out to you. How many conversations do you think you guys had before you really got down to actually putting music together? Oh, so he contacted me. I remember it was a December just before the holidays. And we must have started recording the album through the pandemic. So was that March that the pandemic hit? Yeah, 2020. So, yeah, so we were chatting back and forth because I didn't know. We, we were seeing how it was going first. So I'd sent some demos off and then we chatted a little bit here and there. But it was between, Dece- uh, I think I didn't speak to him from December to late January. And then late January, he was like, let's do this. And then when it came to doing it, the pandemic hit and we were like, is this going to happen? <laughs> and then obviously we started work then uh, throughout that. So it must have been late March. I think it was late March. Okay. And how did that first conversation go? I mean, you must have been like, who is this guy? It was strange because I was just sat watching Netflix as you do, <laughs> just chilling <laughs> out. And then my phone goes off and I'm reading this message and I'm like, nah. No. <laughs> and I remember reading it to my sister and I was like, this is really cool. This is, this is, this is cool. Right. <laughs> and then I got back to him and I was like, yes, I'm hundred percent up for this. And then it just went from there. Yeah. So have the two of you ever been in the same room? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you have actually since then met in person. <laughs> yeah, but we we made the first album without meeting each other. And then when it came to doing the first music video for the first album, which was Too Late for Love, that's when I went over to Sweden and met him for the first time. So it was kind of like surreal then that we'd worked together for a year and then doing the music videos was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I will say that the video for I Just Want You is a pretty steamy one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that was that Danny's uh, vision for that or was it the the music video director's vision or where did that come from? Yeah, the but he just like he would tell me about the the direction of the music video, seeing if I would like it and then we kind of like bounce the ideas back and forth. So with I just want you most of that was what he came up with, but I remember when we went out there a lot of stuff was changed because things just end up changing with like whether it works in a certain area or not, but yeah, mm-hmm. we're always both very happy with what we do. Uh, we wouldn't put it out otherwise. Yeah. So this is going to come out on CD digital and it's going to be silver vinyl on you through your web shop and gold vinyl through the frontiers web shop. Uh-huh. And it's, I think it's a little too long for a single vinyl. So it's a double. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, really cool. I can't believe it. <laughs> you know, you're you've only been. Well, I mean, like you said, your your first album, your self titled album, came out last year. This is already your second album. Two two albums in two years. It's unusual for an artist that 
is putting their second album out to have such a these days to have such a small online footprint. There's like there's not like a lot of you know biographical information on you out there. Your your you know your website's kind of like you know you've got a shop and you've got a contact page and and you know links to your socials and things like that. Is that intentional or is that just stuff that you haven't gotten around to yet? It's quite difficult for me because I do a lot of the stuff myself when it comes to my social media, uh, setting up my tours, all the merchandise. It is literally all me. So (laughs) (laughs) there's only so much time I have on each one. But obviously, I like to connect with people on social media as well. So the day goes by and then I haven't updated something, but I try and get around. I write a lot of lists (laughs) and then I'm taking them off as I go. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is quite a lot of work at the moment because I'm not in a position to be able to get people to help me yet. Um, but hopefully that will happen one day. <laughs> if anybody out there is uh, interested in write, in creating a Wikipedia page for Shez, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she would appreciate that. <laughs> yes. So tell me about these songs. Uh, which What was the first song that, that Danny sent you from the new album? Uh, it was Power Zone. And I think that's the reason why we've ended up calling the album Power Zone, because the second I heard that song, it just hit me with so much excitement because it's the kind of song that you would hear on a movie like Top Gun, which I'm glad it didn't happen, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been so cool. But um, yeah, it's just got that feel of excitement in it. And yeah, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. Okay. One of the ones that you have a, a video for, I think one of my favorites on the album is one that you have a video for is love gone wild. Where, where did the idea from the, the idea for the saxophone come from Danny? Did he say, I, I got a song here that I think would be good for saxophone or did that come in later? I think because when we did the first album, we had a bit of saxophone on one of the songs on that uh, better than love. I remember hearing that for the first time again, instant goosebumps because I, I love the sax and I sent him a message and I was so excited about it. And I said, Oh my God, that is insane. So he kind of said, he sent me Love Gone Wild and he's like, you're going to like this. And I was like, okay, why? (laughs) And then I heard the saxophone and again, goosebumps. So I think he just did it because I was such a fan of having it in the first album. Yeah. Now I, I did see your, your video with Danny, where you were discussing that there were some, there were some, uh, well, I mean, go figure. There were negative YouTube comments uh, about. Are you uh, going to get them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's that's where the worst people go to say the worst <laughs> things, I think. But I guess a lot of people were not happy with the, 
you know, the, the suggestive uh, way that everybody was dressed and that kind of thing. And, and, and you're, I, you know, I took a lot of, uh, you know, insight from you, from your, your response to that, which was, you know, we're not setting the women's movement back. We're showing you how we're, we're empowered to do what we want, dress, how we want, sing, how we want, make the kind of music we want. And that's, that's really an important message to get out. Yeah. hundred percent. I do feel like, like it should go that way. You know, we want to, we want to dress the way we want to dress. The guys do it and no one says anything about it. So why can't we as well? I love like the guys getting up on stage and taking their top off. I think it's a great thing. You can, you go for it, you know? (laughs) So I don't see why it's a big problem, but there are still people out there that obviously feel that way. And I expect bad comments. I think anybody in this industry are going to get bad comments. And literally all I can say is, Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that's, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> that's the right attitude. That's the right attitude. Oh well. Um yeah, you wonder if if uh if Lost Boys had been a, a movie that was released on YouTube with the would they be saying, now why did the beefy sax guy have to look dress like that? <laughs> I know it's crazy. It is crazy. I think everybody should be able to do what they want to do when they want to do it and just enjoy it. And if you don't like it, that's totally fine. Not everybody's going to like the same thing. And I'm totally okay with that. But some people just end up being a bit too nasty, but it's okay. They just want to be heard. Let them have their moment and move on. (laughs) Everybody's braver behind a keyboard, I think, than they are uh, in person. Um, And not as nice as they are in person. Um, (laughs) Politeness just goes right out the window. There's, I I don't know why it is that, why it is that people think they can be you know, that they have to hold themselves to a certain standard when they're talking to somebody face to face. But once you're behind a computer screen, all bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to go on some tour dates, uh, according to your website. Uh, do, how did you put your band together for this? Or are you still in the process of doing that? No, I have my band together. So I've got some guys over here in the UK that are backing me for my UK tour and some of the dates that I have coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, when I go further afield, if I come out to the US, I'm going to probably have to look at uh, setting up maybe some other guys out there because it's so difficult to get to places these days. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to tour my music. But yeah, I've got a lineup of guys at the moment and they're fantastic and I can't wait to get on the road with them. (laughs) Is it anybody we know? So I have Harry Elliott. Um, he's been in Caned and he's uh, now in my band, but he's also just been picked up by Taiketo. So he's going to be uh, playing for Taiketo from next year as well. And okay. then I have some other guys. I've got James Reddy, Nico Martin and Jay Haynes. Okay. I believe Harry played drums in one of your videos, maybe? Yes, he did. Yeah. So he's a multi-talented dude as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. I'm I'm glad you're going to get get out and and do some live shows and sell some merch and that kind of thing. That's always exciting. And I know that it's it is insanely difficult and expensive to get work permits to come over here for artists. I don't understand why they make it so hard. Um, it's like they used 9/11 as an excuse to to stick it to people that really just want to come over here and 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 make a living. And it's it's. It's not just you. I mean, one of one of my favorite bands has been through the years has been Marillion. They never come here because of that. Uh, but I know you're going to come over and do a cruise. You're doing what the Monsters of Rock uh, to cruise. 
I am, yes. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. So at the end of April, I'm heading on to the Monsters and Rock Cruise. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) So what is better for you, playing on the Monsters of Rock Cruise or getting to see and meet all the other musicians that are going to be on the Monsters of Rock Cruise? I feel like they're both in the exact same category. I feel like I'm just going to be looking around thinking, oh my God, I'm playing a cruise with all of these people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's going to be amazing experience, I think. And I'm very, very excited. I still have to pinch myself that my name's on that poster. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Got to get that frame. Got to get that one framed. (laughs) I know. Shez, what is the the musical climate like in the UK for this style of music, for melodic hard rock uh, music? Um, I think it's struggling a bit, which is really unfortunate because I feel like it's such an uplifting kind of style of music. And I think a lot of people need that, especially since the pandemic happened. Um, but I do feel like it is making some sort of comeback because you have shows like on Netflix, like Cobra Kai, Stranger Things, and they're trying to do the same thing. So you are finding that a younger generation is starting to get into the style of music a bit more. But I do feel like it's struggling and I'm gutted about it. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to try and help it come back to the forefront. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully more people will start doing it because it is, it's a fantastic style of music. It really is. And, and I think that every time I hear somebody tell me that rock and roll is dead, I just laugh because then I, I've already got two or three uh, interviews lined up with people that are making brand new rock and roll that is absolutely fantastic. So like, well, if it's, it's not really dead, you're just not, you're just too lazy to go look for it. Cause like, it's not easy to find now. You just have to go and work a little bit. I think that's exactly what it is. It's not dead. There are people out there making this music. It's just that the commercial side of music is just, this music is just looked over when it comes to TV, radio. There are some great radio stations that are playing it, but they're still not mainstream because people don't, I I just don't get it. It's just overlooked and it needs to change. Yeah. How many dates are you actually playing? I don't know. If, I'm sorry if you mentioned it. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So I'm playing a 10 day UK tour mm-hmm. and then I'm going to Belgium for a festival. I'm doing some festivals in Norway, Sweden, and I've got some shows in Spain early next year. And then I got the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, how has the Brexit thing kind of affected your ability to go out and tour mainland Europe? I think um, a mixture of that and the pandemic has had a massive impact on touring. 
it's it's getting hard. I'm finding it quite stressful to set up the tour that I'm doing. I'm going to do it. There's no way I'm stopping myself from doing it. I'm finding like my stress levels are up and down. <laughs> but um, I just need to get on, on the road and do it. I might end up being at a loss at the end of it. Uh, there's hardly any money in it, <laughs> but it's what I love doing. And I just need to get out there and do it. Yeah. But well, I, I do think there is definitely some sort of impact because not many bands are able to do it anymore. Mm. Buy the music from the artist and and buy merchandise because that's how you guys get more of this music. You support the artist and then the artist can keep making music and they don't have to go flip hamburgers or do something else to make a living. <laughs> I, have a, I have a side job, you know. <laughs> I, I believe it. Time. <laughs> yes. And, and, and wouldn't it be great if you just could devote more time uh, to making music? Oh, How much time do you anticipate uh, spending on rehearsing for these shows? I've just started a couple of days ago. <laughs> I've been so busy recently. I haven't had time, but um, the last two days I've been singing the shows at uh, the show through. And um, yeah, I should be ready to go then, hopefully, as long as I don't get ill or anything. Fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> that safe. time of year where the bugs are going around. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, when somebody buys uh, Power Zone, they maybe they buy the CD and they stick it in the player, turn off the lights, they turn up the music as loud as they can, and they listen to it start to finish. What do you want that listener to take away from that experience? I just want them to come away feeling happy and just to let your hair down and enjoy the music. Um, this music is so overlooked and I feel like just, just enjoy it and shout out about it because we need more of this music in our lives because there's a lot of depressing stuff going on. And I feel like this music will hopefully lift people's spirits. Amen. Where is the best place for people to pick this up where it benefits you the most? Uh, so I have a limited run of CD and vinyl going from my shop. Um, and then Frontiers have the uh, CD and vinyl from their shop as well. Uh, so my shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, is that just shezkane.co.uk? So my website is shezkane.com and you can com. find all my social media and my shop from there as well. Okay, great. I can never remember some... Some of the UK bands use com and some use co.uk and it's, yeah, it's very yeah. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can follow Shez on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff. And I'm trying to get used to TikTok. I'm getting there a little bit. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little afraid of TikTok. <laughs> I, I am as well. I'm finding it difficult, but I'm, I'm trying to get into it. <laughs> yeah, it's. The, there's not enough they're not long enough for because i get into the music and then it's over they've they've changed that now you can actually have longer videos well, that's good. That's yeah good. i'll have to i'll have to revisit it's been a while yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like when twitter uh expanded the character limit yeah I'm, i've never got into twitter i've tried three times i got it used it and then stopped using it used it stopped using it and i still can't get into it i just don't know why i just don't know why <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're better off. Maybe we should all stop using it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Facebook. I love Instagram. I'm getting into TikTok. I do my bits on YouTube. I think that's enough because there's just so many platforms now. Yeah. 
Shez Kane, it has been an absolute joy talking to you. It's been uh, great getting to know this new album, Power Zone. I can't wait till it drops on uh, October 21st uh, on Frontiers Music. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck with it. And thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. And I really appreciate all the support and the help to spread the word. It really means a lot. Thank you. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.